Welcome to the Resistance Broadcast. We are live, baby! It is Friday night. Don't adjust your dials or whatever you call those things today. Buttons, I guess. Uh, welcome to the Resistance Broadcast. This is a live version of our podcast, so we're so glad that you're joining us. Uh, we have a, another group of fans I see in the chat that we're going to welcome as well in just a moment. First, uh, Lacey and James with me as always. And our guest is the co-creator of Blind Wave, a very awesome YouTube channel. They do all sorts of reactions, videos, reviews, original content, all about the nerdy things that we all love near and dear to our hearts. So, But this is his first time with us. So let's give a warm welcome to the Resistance base to Mr. Eric Wiley. What's up, Eric? Hey, what's Woo! up, Crash? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> the night is here. Uh, yeah, it's so good to have you here, man. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been, it's been fun getting to know you. So I guess right out of the gate, I just want to uh, address the, the, the aspect of the Schmodown thing because I know... <laughs> A lot of the wave riders are here, and a yep. lot of the wave riders were there in the live chat during our match. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 I will assume a lot of them didn't get the aspect of the playing the role thing. Sure. So uh, it was tough being a bad guy because everyone knows I'm, I'm like sweetheart, man of the people, yeah. man of the man of the people. And I had to be, and you're such a nice guy, and I barely, <laughs> I barely like knew you. So those two uh -huh. factors, me not knowing you, and you being such a nice guy, I'm like I have to be mean to this guy. <laughs> And I, so I'm like, how am I going to do this? So I say, I call them like goody two shoes and all oh, that stuff. was the best. I was so happy when you said goody two shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, goody two shoes. I haven't heard that since third grade. That's, That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what can I say to be like so ridiculous? Yeah. And, uh, but I want no, to say welcome to, welcome to you. It's so glad to, I'm so glad to have you here and welcome to all the wave riders who are joining our, our crew in the chat, uh, so happy to have all yeah. of you and uh, it's hey, gonna be a good time. But I'll, uh, I'll tell you, I used to film like some professional wrestling when I did like commercial video work and the wrestlers will tell you the best people, especially when you're a heel are the people that have no idea that you're a character. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> why is this guy so mean? <laughs> they it, did, play on yeah, it. it felt kind of, felt kind of cool, but yeah. how, how did you, how, how have you liked your experience uh, doing the Shmodown thing? Was that, was it, uh, have you done trivia before? No, never. Not yeah. once. I mean, yeah. I, I like to say that I do some trivia on the on the uh, channel, but, you know, five times out of ten, I'm wrong. So, uh, <laughs> me too, yeah. man. You know, like whenever you do what I do, like put on, you know, reactions out there, film your reactions, put them out there. Once you, you know, the media bounces off you and it goes through your head and I'm not the smartest guy, you know, sometimes things come out that should not have come out or the, the info is wrong. So anyway, Nerd Chronic is kind of, uh, you know, uh, big in the reaction community as being as like a member of support and you know we kind of reach out and help each other out with certain things and he That's was just awesome. like you know hey i always see your star wars stuff are you interested in like star wars trivia and i'm like i know some characters sure yeah he's <laughs> like, well, you, should, you know I'll, I'll talk to christians you know because he, he might be interested and you have a little bit of a following and maybe they'll come over and they would enjoy this type of stuff and i'm like yeah i mean i've seen a couple of the schmodowns you know the big ones with sam witwer and i'm like those questions aren't terribly hard right so I said yes and i got drafted and i started like well i guess i better watch some movies uh, <laughs> um and then i obviously started watching a lot of the matches and i'm like man who knows that certainly yeah. not me so i gotta be the guy that knows that so i've had a lot of fun like catching up and i know you're probably the same yeah. like catching up to these level of players where you're like can i possibly jump in the ring you know 
my oh. first mock match was with Andrew DeMolanta because he's my he's in my faction. Oh, and who better? You know, right? and I had Bibbs <laughs> giving me questions, you know, <laughs> like I, wow. I walked in here with like legends of the show. Right. And I kind of had, you know, it, nothing humbled me more than that. So by the time I got to you, <laughs> you know, I was like, well, I mean, if I make a fool of myself, at least, you know, it's going to be fine because I do that every week anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, dude, it, I mean, going up against Andrew in your practice, that's like giving oh. a kid a pair of boxing gloves and being like, all right, you're you're sparring with Mike Tyson today. It is, but it's also just it's really interesting to see because he's not like in game mode. He's kind of just, you know in trivia mode and just like, mm. you know, thinking about it and just watching him work. And sometimes, right. uh, you know, Bibbs who loves writing questions, especially cause you know, he admittedly doesn't know star Wars very well, but he knows how to write a really hard question. Oh, so sometimes cool. he'll say a, he'll say a question and both Demolanta and I would be like, what's he talking about? That doesn't make any sense. And we'll like, <laughs> you know, have like a little like argument with him. He's like, no, no, I went to Wikipedia, you know, <laughs> so it's been really cool. Like picking his brain and learning the game and, I mean, the best thing about Schmodown right now has been, you know, meeting people like you, uh, Thomas Harper, who is the sweetest guy in the world. You know, these are people that I've never really, you know, would have reached out and talked to, but now it feels like you got more friends. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, Lacey and I have talked about it a lot. And, um, you know, James had been a fan of it for a long time, too. But I would say, Lacey, I don't know about you, but I feel like meeting like the new people on my team and becoming friends with them was like one of the bigger bonuses of doing this whole thing. Mm. Oh, are you asking me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's cool. I I haven't had a match in a while, so uh, yeah, same just here. Kind of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it's nice to get to know people. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Um, but you know, you talk about oh, he's got a little bit of a following, uh, dude. I think your our match was is the was the biggest viewed match of the year so far, and yeah. your your people were in there. They were rowdy. It was fun. It was a good time, and. Uh, cool. I, I'll never forget that. That was such a great experience watching it and like making my wife watch it and her being like, Leo, look, daddy's on TV <laughs> and stuff. And my son said, who's the mean man? And because you had that's like you had the angry pro wrestler face on. Sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. He, he's playing the role. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were like, hey, will you send some pictures over? I'm like, sure. Here's me smiling. Here's me with a mean face. They pick the mean face. They pick the mean face. <laughs> and they're um, like, hey, play a face character as baby as possible. I'm like, oh, OK. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no we are we're glad to have you to talk some star wars today and yeah. we have a great discussion going on um james i know we we typically do either news or our sort of discussion segment but we have a little bit of a different way we're going to approach this thing today right yeah yeah um i guess we're just going to talk a little bit about like we're kind of going to do a mix of resistance report and one with the force kind of a, a little bit of a different thing um first of all uh, I wanted to ask your guys' take on the Dave Filoni Trapper Wolf Black Series figure, right? Because uh, it's funny because when when I saw the news on my end, I immediately started Googling and I couldn't even find it. All I found was tons of people being like, how can we make this happen? Like Reddit forums <laughs> and stuff like we should make them make this. Uh, so it's obviously a very uh, fan-driven uh toy here uh i don't know i guess we'll just go around the uh, round of talk to everybody what are you guys thinking about this uh this dave filoni toy i'm gonna start with Lacey actually because she's like the biggest fan of this i think honestly what are your thoughts Lacey? i was pretty pumped to see uh trapper wolf that means that carson uh tava's coming that's the only thing that i can think of is that That's paul's going to get his own action figure and i'm so pumped for him because what's better for him uh we had him come on the show he's the nicest guy biggest star wars fan than to get an action figure we saw 
Mingna react to getting hers a couple weeks ago. So yeah. I can't mm -hmm. wait to see that reaction. But I feel like Dave Filoni's so cool that he's like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> Whereas like most people would like be freaking out that they're an action figure. Uh, the yeah. one little thing is I really wish it came with the cowboy hat. I really, even that's though it makes I... no sense <laughs> in, in we can canon. Make customs. I know, yeah. but I'm very excited. I will be trying to get it in this fall. We can rebuild him. Yeah. Did they make we a can. Black Series Woody from Toy Story and just pop that off yeah. and pop it on Dave Filoni? Now, I, you got to figure if he's who he is at Lucasfilm, he probably, whenever they started developing that toy, like last year or after season one or whatever, he probably knew about it. So this whole time, he's probably like, mm -hmm. oh, God, they're making a toy. About yeah, me. he but, somebody handed it to him and he's like, oh, look at that. And then he just like puts it on his shelf. <laughs> look at that, <laughs> Eric, are you you have. So I know you're not in your normal quarters. I'm not. No, uh, all my you, stuff is downstairs. You have an intimidating shelvery of collectibles, probably with with well insured, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, <laughs> are you a Black Series collector? Are you like, yeah. are you? Yeah. So yeah, so I, I mean, you, up until some of the newest stuff right now, just because COVID put a big wrench in actually being able to go out and find stuff. I think I have one of everything of the Black Series. Nice. I'm, I'm, I'm it's the one thing like really keeps me going throughout my whole 30 years of fandom is I just never open my toys. I know I got to have oh, one. Okay. <laughs> And I would keep it on, you know, in the wall or stuff. And that has just grown since then. So, no, I mean, I'll definitely pick this up. You know, I know Hasbro sometimes likes to cut some quarters, corners. They, you know, I would love to have, you know, the other X-Wing fighter too, but they'll have to probably do, a, you know, a new sculpt of the body. This one, they can just take the old X-Wing outfit, right, pop a new head right. on there. You save some money and people are going to be really happy and they can That's invest in some really cool packaging. That's a good point. Yeah. A lot of people were saying that they think it was just like a Luke body. Yeah. And they put the, the head on <laughs> it. Put a new head on it. So, yeah, that's fun. Now they got to make the Dave Filoni power of the force where he's all jacked up. Like, <laughs> um, No, I think that's cool. I mean, I love Trapper Wolf. I don't know about you, Eric, but I, I thought it was cool seeing Filoni playing this very casual, like, um, it's just another day in the job kind of X-Wing fighter. Did you get a kick out of him in The Mandalorian? Oh, yeah, absolutely. When he first shows up, you're um, obviously you immediately see Dave, but then you have Deborah Wolf and uh, the other, you know, all the directors there being able to be those three uh, X-Wing mm -hmm. fighters that come yeah. into the station. So yeah. it's just a really, I know Dave kind of has this thing where uh, he kind of needs to get talked into doing stuff like that. He'll be like, no, I don't want it, you know, and they're like, just put the suit on, get in there. He's like, you know, he's like, the name has to be Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I got a huge kick out of it. I always get a kick out of seeing the creatives in the background, Peter Jackson eating a carrot in Lord of the Rings. All that stuff. Do you, do you guys remember those like Good 25 that. cent football helmets that you could buy and that they had like a little plastic face yeah. mask or whatever? They need to make those, but for like X Wing helmets or like Star Wars helmets. Just a good little idea. miniature one. The like quarter machine, they, you mean? I think there is kind of a line of just they helmets. Do do those. Yeah. They have How little ones like they? that. They don't, they're not they're as like expensive. This big. But yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm, you can put I'm them up on a shelf. They look pretty good. I have the Kylo Ren one somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I did oh, not that's even crazy. know that. that yeah, I didn't cool. know that either. I'm sitting there. I was looking at the <laughs> Trapper Wolf and he's got the helmet under his arm. And I was like, I mean, I want the action figure, but I mean, if I would just take the helmet, like just yeah. put it there because it's got the cool design with the sure. wolf on the side and stuff. And I was like, man, that's really neat. And it reminded me of the football helmets. I um, didn't, I never, cool. I, I totally forgot it's about like the football these helmet. ones. It's this, but the helmet. Oh, mm -hmm. I got you. That's cool. Hmm. I have yeah. a custom painted. 
I I it's like the titanium series. I think is what this called. I don't know if I can make that. Yeah. Focus, oh, I remember yeah. that. That's right. Yeah, I repainted yeah. it to look more. Did you get that whole rig crappy. like like that like the people do with the giant magnifying glass and the tiny little brushes <laughs> and do the whole thing? I think I sunk about three million into that one right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I still even... owe on it. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think man. I bought some like black paint or something. And I don't know, James. What about you? Out. You're not a big collector, but what do you think of seeing the figure and all that? Um, yeah, I it was one of those things where like. I I did this and then I I was like man that's cool I wish I had it and then it it just gets you enough to move to like looking up other black series figures and I saw like a ton and I'm like man these are so cool like I really want these and there's also the the bad batch thing um today and we were, I was looking up some of those characters and Hasbro did like a line of the 3 and a quarter figures or whatever mm-hmm. of like specific characters for bad batch and I was like dude these are so sweet <laughs> like I I feel like I'm a collector. I want one item and then I go, nah, I don't need it. And that makes me not a collector at all. Like I yeah. barely have any Star Wars stuff because I'm I have the restraint to not buy that one thing because I look at it and I go, that's really cool. And it's only like 20 bucks or whatever. But I know that it all adds up. So I just pass on it. And I always just think this stuff looks really cool. Well, especially if it's the, the bad batch, you can't get like Hunter and then like not get the other guys. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm still waiting for Scar Squadron. I feel mm. like I made a commitment in my head of that if they did a Scar Squadron, I'd have to, I'd have to get all of them, just because mm. they're so sweet. Eric, do you guys do uh, like unboxings and anything like that? And does it drive you nuts since <laughs> you're not a personal unboxer? Um, we don't do it on the channel. It's kind of a thing that I do for myself as a hobby. You know, I mean, so much of what I do on the channel is a hobby that I've kind of made. Uh, sure a career out of but i keep that kind of separate you know i don't like you know show what holes are in my collection or anything so <laughs> these people are very generous but they do go crazy sometimes and i don't know I, I especially before the shutdown i really like going out and trying to find these at retail as opposed to well when they go out every scalper is going to buy them then they're on ebay marked oh, up yeah and, you know the thing about this dave filoni figure is that it's a uh well, Hascon exclusive, I think. Yeah, so, so they're going to have it on probably ha- Hasbro Pulse, like on their yeah. website, which I've had good luck with their website. Well, yeah, especially if you can be like a premium member or something like mm-hmm. that, which mm-hmm. I've dabbled in. But yeah, I have pretty good luck with Hasbro. But some of the other exclusive sites, that stuff goes real quick and they mark it up real quick. So, yeah, lately, I don't know, the last two or three waves, there's been a couple of things where, man, I didn't get all of that or I have to work really hard or I have to pay a little bit of money for it. But I uh, being a, a mint in in box collector that I am, I really like the packaging they have, which is that sleeve that opens up and it's uh, like an open display as opposed mm-hmm. to being behind plastic. That looks pretty cool. So it's very similar to the uh, Captain Rex, I think, Comic-Con exclusive they put out. Ooh, yeah, so, they did yeah. it for Kylo Ren, too, yeah. with the helmet flag one mm-hmm. that I have. And then the armor was the one from Mandalorian that they had in the fall. Yeah, Lacey knows her toys, man. She yeah. knows yeah, all she's, she's our she's our toy. She's our toy person. Absolutely. Here. Yeah, I mean, I'm look like, behind her. Jeez, sure. I I didn't even know they made the helmets things, and she's like, I have them. <laughs> no, she's like, yeah, James, that's a great idea. Simpsons did it. It's already yeah, been Simpsons done. Did it. <laughs> See, the Simpsons thing about did do it, man. They did that Loki thing this week. They did. Yeah. Yeah. They, the thing about getting into the collectible market and stuff like that is really put yourself in a box. Like I do black series. I do three and three quarter. 
I don't get anything else, (laughs) you know, (laughs) because I'm like, I I, I feel complete when I finish those waves, but I don't need to get anything else. It's too much. Um, Anytime it's Christmas, it's like, hey, Eric, you want this, right? And I'm like, I don't collect this, but thank you. (laughs) (laughs) While while we're here and while we're on the topic of of the toys and stuff, Mm -hmm. let me ask you guys this question. What is the first thing that at least that you can remember uh, that was a Star Wars piece of merch or collectible that you owned and not counting the movies, of course? Um, I'm going to start with, uh, I'll start with Lacey. Cause we were just saying, what's up? Uh, probably two things. One monopoly Phantom Menace set, which I have in my closet across the room. And then another one, which I haven't been able to locate. I feel like it's in a box somewhere in my parents' house. It's like a poly pocket, but it's, uh, C-3PO's head. But then the inside is Jabba's palace and like the little oh, thing moves yeah. that like you can drop people to their death. Like, yeah. <laughs> you still so have you move a little lever and I feel like I do have it somewhere but it was like something that I like really really enjoyed playing with when I was little I've lost Gotta all the pieces I think I have the Jabba somewhere and that's all I have <laughs> from it you gotta bring that back out and play with it and just do a video of you playing with that set that'd be <laughs> a must there's not much to play with it's just like here is this here's and that here. and there he falls into that and that's even that. the Polly yeah. Pocket commercials were pretty rough they're like it was like yeah 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 that's true Uh, like all the commercials of action figures it's probably micro machines yes it's probably micro machines but i know it as poly pocket because when i was little i also had poly pockets and there was the boys version too, mighty max which i think actually spun off into a tv series or something yeah james you bring Um, up all these things that i haven't thought about in like 25 (laughs) years (laughs) my mind is getting blown i'm gonna go buy those little football helmets on online on ebay after the podcast start thinking about start thinking about your first toy what was it john so I know exactly what it was because it was when the, and I joked about it just a few minutes ago, that when the Power of the Force series first came out, the red cards, I think I was, I don't know, 12 or something like that. And that's when like the THX version of Star Wars came out on VHS. And uh, that's when I started really getting back into Star Wars. I always liked it as a kid, but I was more of like a Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters kind of kid. And uh, that's like 1995 is really like launched me back into Star Wars. And that's when those figures came out. So I remember going to KB Toys with my dad. I think I was 12 and it was like 6 a.m. They're like, we got the Star Wars figures in. They're going to sell out. They're $4.99 each. I'm like, I got to get one of each. So I remember getting R2D. I remember getting R2D2, C3PO and I think Obi-Wan and Vader. I think uh, so. I had 20 bucks. My dad's like, that's our limit. I'm like, but dad, they have Han Solo. He's like, nope, that's it. You picked your four. We're going in the car. We're going home. Now, was but, that uh, was that the line that had like the super buff Han Solo? And they were all jacked. Dude. They were yeah. like He Man. They were yeah. jacked. <laughs> They're like, well, if all, our, if all of our baseball players in the mid '90s are going to be jacked, our Star Wars figures are going to be jacked yeah. too. I guess. <laughs> yeah, so they funny. were using uh, they were using like Hercules figures and just replacing the heads. <laughs> yeah, like these <laughs> giant muscles. Like Han Solo just had like. Jose Canseco pecs. It was out of control. <laughs> I yeah. have the land speeder power of the force box with like the ridiculously buff Luke. Even C3PO's like, jacked. C3PO's he's sitting the in spirit. the land speeder with Obi-Wan and he's like this and he's just got this. Uh, so I was hoping I would have it like right here. If you're the toys that if you stand out. them up and they fall down, you're yeah. not oh, sure it's, they it's can up get top. back up. <laughs> it's up top, but it's like ridiculous. He's just sitting in the car like this. <laughs> yeah. I got them downstairs. They're so fun to look at. Like I have <laughs> oh all my God. the buff ones together. So I can Dude, e- even the C3PO is doing like a yeah. full man spread. It's just yeah. like it's it's so much cheese mode, these figures. It's out of control. But those were my all first right, well, figures. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
take it take us back to little eric uh what was your first uh, star wars toy or collectible that you remember mm. having well like everything that i had when i was a kid like my brother's six years older than him than me so all of my stuff was his stuff he no longer plays with so i had all of his old star wars figures nice. i clearly remember i i played with the figures before i even watched the movies and i had a ben kenobi figure with a telescoping yellow lightsaber and i always played with it this is a lot of fun and then i watched the movies i'm like why is this lightsaber blue? Doesn't make any sense. They were they were seeding Ray Kenobi back then. Yeah, right? they were. <laughs> and when I say telescoping, it literally just like folded in half, and yeah. the the top you you lost that a week after playing with it. Right. So and many that went, of my figures lost all their weapons and had to become in the arm. Right. Yeah. 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 I so I, I think now. that in terms of first stuff, it was just what he had and he kind of stopped playing with. And I'm like, oh, I'll play with these. It's going to be fun. So by the time I started collecting myself, I'm like, well, I have this one out of the box. I'll keep this one in the box. And I've always <laughs> done that. Are they, is there a, is there a box? Like I have a box. I've been like one of those Rubbermaid mm-hmm. bins in my parents' attic still with all my stuff in it. Is there, is there at the Whiteley home in the attic, all these old toys still, or did you guys, did it, your mom throw them out? It used to be, they cleaned out the house and I got the boxes. So micro machines oh. and Ninja Turtles figures oh, and all that stuff is, I have it in a box downstairs now, but it, uh, it's always cool to open it up and see like the, Darth Maul sucker holder that if you press the button, it does this. <laughs> oh, yeah. It spins the, uh, the sucker. I'm like, why did they do this? Uh, Have you seen the, the Jar Jar Binks? Like, with the tongue where the you tongue? sucked on the tongue. Yeah. Oh, yep. that's so out of control. Awful. They so marketed that movie so much. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was looking at old photos like of, you know, in 99, you feel like this year doesn't have an identity. And then, yeah. like, you fast forward to now and you look back, like, that's 1999. Like, yeah, definitely. You see, like, Leo, Leo DiCaprio, like, in line to buy Star Wars figures. He's, like, 20, right after Titanic. He's mm-hmm. spending that Titanic money on these action figures. Like, it's like, wow. It can't, like, it doesn't feel like it was 22 years ago for me, but it definitely was. <laughs> I always my... remember okay. 99 because 9999 was when the Sega Dreamcast came out. Hmm. And I remember everybody like in the oh, group that Dreamcast. I was in. Was, it was like, ahead super, of its time. <laughs> yeah, super. Exactly what she's saying. It's like there was like cults around Sega Dreamcast and how it was better than any other system. Although it obviously wasn't like performing. And it was it was it games. was like people talking about Last Jedi or something at the time. They're like, see, Sega, they got it together, but but it's just not selling or whatever, you know. <laughs> the Do you guys have like it for whatever reason? Do you guys have like that one thing in your collection that you're like, I'll never give this up. This is my one. That's probably rough, my act well, bar. Yeah. Li- the yeah, act bar. Act bar. Oh, I, I got see, it yeah. at an estate sale. Oh, that's like awesome. 10 bucks. And he's like the size of a Barbie. And I just find it hilarious. <sighs> yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's tricky. I'll talk about my, uh, the first ones that I remember at least yeah. is I actually don't remember, um, many figures i like i can't remember having star wars figures so to speak but i absolutely remember uh a hand-me-down millennium falcon a hand-me-down snow speeder and a hand-me-down uh like hoth playset like it like there was like white that you snapped the station on and it was just like i had that and it had like a gun or something coming out the top and i remember it was from star wars but 
all these things were missing pieces. Like you could mm-hmm. take the the top back off of the Millennium Falcon. You could play with things. And I remember I I had the separate uh, Dejaric table that you could like put down and it spun around or whatever. But ever almost everything else was missing. Like I only and the snow speeder had like a piece that went on the the top that uh, the batteries fit in. It was like the square piece. Uh, but that broke off and it never snapped properly. So that eventually got lost. And it was just like this big open space for like three C batteries or something so that it could make noise. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Right. But uh, yeah. all this stuff was hand me down. So I just had like pieces and I re- and the Millennium Falcon was big, by the way. It was like a giant thing. And I remember just thinking like that was my prized possession. And it's funny, like I don't even know what happened to it. Probably sold it at a garage sale or I, something. I think. I got this recently, but I think because of how I someone gave it to me, I wouldn't give this up. And one of our supporters on Patreon sent me a replica of Han Solo's DL44 blaster. It's nuts. Fr- from Solo. So, oh, you know, okay. it's right there. And uh, he was just like, he's like, I have two of these. I'm, I'm just going to send this to you. And like the selflessness of him sending it to me because he knew I would always, I always wanted one of these. So I think this is the thing I would not give up. Yeah. Yeah. What, well, now that you said that, I guess I have to say the ad ad because that's that was given to me. <laughs> yeah, but... that's true. That you were looking for that. Well, well until until Chris uh, over in uh, the UK gives you no uh, Matthew. No, whoever. No, until until Chris gives you your Han Solo and Carbonite. <laughs> oh yeah. She's still so she. We have we have uh, one of our patrons, Chris. He does like prop work and stuff. And He's he, in the Belgian builders, the guys that yeah. do all the builds for Celebration and Star oh, Wars okay. and premieres and stuff. So, so he has a Han Solo and yeah. Carbonate like actual size one. So every time I ever talk to him, I'm like, "So when are you sending that to me?" And it's been going on for like eight months now. <laughs> what, the what shipping if, on that thing's got to be wild. <laughs> what if I surprised you guys and said that was my, what I remember to be my first collectible? I was like, I was thinking about it now. I just, I just seem to remember we had this life-size Han Solo frozen in carbonite. I used to play with it all the time. James, next time, next time you visit us, ship yourself in carbonite. So Lacey yeah. thinks she's getting Han Solo in carbonite, and then be like, "It's just me. It's James." And she'd be like, yeah. "No, not you. I want the real thing." Oh. I, I like have a a note that says, "Please unfreeze me." <laughs> yeah uh eric do you have do you have items that you would never let go of your grasp then oh yeah i mean the first celebration i ever went to i had a certain budget because i knew i was gonna buy a bunch of toys but i had a certain budget and i found this grand admiral thrawn comic-con exclusive gigantic box it has all the trimmings i was like oh man this is so good but it's like all of my budget and of course i bought it because i had to (laughs) and it was kind of one of those things where i'm like i I probably shouldn't have done that. I mean, I pretty much paid too much for it. I could have gotten mm-hmm. a lot of other cool stuff, brought it home. And then I just kind of forgot about it, put it on the shelf, forgot about it. And uh, I was at a local convention, which I'm in Marietta, Ohio. There's not a whole lot of stuff around here, but I was at a local convention. I was just kind of walking around and they don't have like guest guests there or anything. But mm-hmm. to me, they did because I turned the corner and it was Timothy's on like oh, at the wow. table, just like with no one there. And he was just signing paper, you know, things like, you know, I was like, I, I know, I know Timothy's on, Timothy's on. And in my head, I go, I gotta go home. I gotta get that. Get I gotta box. go get that, get that box. So I, I run home. It's like a half hour drive. I, you know, get the box, stop at like a dollar general and get like a silver marker. And I just come up and I say, Hey, can you sign this for me? And 
you're just like, oh, I haven't seen one of these in a long time. I don't really sign a whole lot of these. Sure. So that was that's the one thing that I that's absolutely awesome, dude. Wow, that's I a love. great story. I thought good. for sure you were going to be like, he was gone when I got back. <laughs> no, he was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything worked out. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. James, James is in Ohio too, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're at in Ohio. Yeah. Dayton, Ohio, baby. Dayton. Okay. Yep. I'm in Marietta, way down here by yeah, yeah. West Virginia. <laughs> a lot of you guys, Adam Witt's from Ohio. A lot, uh-huh. of, a lot of you guys are from Ohio. It's crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. What's well, the best? Yeah, whatever <laughs> the other the other thing that <laughs> like in terms of like a good story is do you guys know what that the the haslab java cell barge katana oh, yeah huge. dude i i bit the bullet when that came out took forever <laughs> for it to get there and then when i got it i didn't even obviously i'm not taking it out of the box i'm not even going to take it out of the box it was shipped in is how oh much i want to keep it there so i put it in the corner this was back when i had my collection <laughs> at the house i put it in the corner and it was going to be safe and you know i'm never going to sell it or anything but it's really valuable <laughs> you know uh and then i had a huge water destructive oh, no. thing in my house where my like the collection room ceiling fell in i was out of the house i came home to like running water and mo- you know i lost a lot of stuff but most of it was like six seven dollar power of the force figures oh, that they overproduced no. and i was like the katana so I run over there and it's, it's mostly dry. I'm like, oh, great. It's mostly dry. But I had it on the floor, like on its side. So when uh-huh. I go to pick it up, the whole after it just falls off. The car no! falls off. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, look, this is only because I'm I'm one of these guys that want to keep it in the box. Like the whole thing is perfectly fine. Yeah. But yeah it really plastic, got yeah. me. It really got me. Did and the- I, I never like not, I never got over it, you know? And oh, dude, but with this year, my fiance was able to find somebody that also got the katana, took it out of their box, but kept their box mint. So she was able oh, to buy the box well, from them. Yeah, that's unbelievable. And oh, that I is was unbelievable. able to like take that, put it in there, and now it's in the collection again. So even and though it's like, you know, you have that story like you know like that's how you know the person with you loves you like they go to those those oh uh that, it was a that's the other one that i always think about so so like your timothy's on story when she did that for you you're like i'll be right back and you drove to a jewelry store and you got a ring that and then you drove back and you asked her to marry you because she did that for you is that how that went that's how the story is going to end the rest of my life <laughs> dude that, that i mean yeah, that's pretty that's, much that, it, yeah that's cool man wow yeah all right, John, well, did you want to get into the discussion? Yeah, we can't top that. So we have to move on. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So let's hop into our discussion. Uh, basically, what we're looking at here is just remembering why we love Star Wars. So uh, I know a lot of people saw the title of this and already were messaging us, whether it's on our Discord or, or DMs or whatever, saying, like, I'm so excited you guys are going to talk about this because it's it's important. You know, As we get older... Sometimes we lose sight of why we love the things that we loved growing up. You know, fandoms in the online age have led to burnout for a lot of people, without a doubt. Uh, and sometimes we find ourselves getting wrapped up in these like fruitless debates and arguments over things that ultimately shouldn't matter to the point where we lose sight of why we love these nerdy things to begin with. So how do we preserve our joy? How do we remind ourselves why we love these movie franchises, comics, toys, games to begin with? So... Let's talk about preserving our love for the things that bring us joy, remembering why we love them in the first place. 
And in this instance, of course, we're going to talk about Star Wars. And, you know, we kind of already uh, appetized this with that discussion about collectibles and stuff. But now we can open it up to everything, the movies, the shows, anything. Um, Eric, you know, we'll start with you. You know, obviously, online fandom can be brutal. You know, yeah. we, we, you know, you guys have a very popular channel. I'm sure you get comments sometimes and you got to look the other way because it's just how it is. Um, how do you, you know, especially as someone who's an online creator, but also just a fan, mm-hmm. how do you remind yourself like this is I, I got to remind what this is why I love Star Wars. You know, I you know, what 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 do you is there something from from a childhood that you go back to, to to trigger that in your brain as a reminder or how do you keep yourself centered and still having joy for Star Wars in uh, in this day and age? Well, for me, Star Wars was the catalyst for lifelong friends. You know, I I went to, you know, Revenge of the Sith opening night with half of my graduating class. You know, we skipped like the last period of, of school and went and waited for 11 hours. And, you know, there are people in my life that I still talk to that, you know, after that movie, we were in the parking lot for 10 hours talking about it. That's you awesome. know, so yeah. it, it, it's a... It's kind of like a universal language for people too. Like, I mean, John, you know, we barely, you know, spoke before we had our match. And then after I was just like, hey man, good match. And then we just kept talking because yes, when you like something like Star Wars as much as we do, it, it's like you've passed a test before you even took it. Like, no, it's this guy, point. this guy knows what he's talking about, or this guy, you know, likes the thing that I like. And it, I don't know, it, it kind of just makes you relate to somebody, you know, because yeah. we look at these stories these uh, very big fantasy stories and you could see so much of yourself. Everybody can see so much of themselves in there. Um, yeah. Uh, for me, it's, you know, I mean, blind wave, my, my YouTube channel is kind of built on that idea of like bottling that discussion uh, in the parking lot or in your car, like after a movie and right. know, talking about all the things. So I've kind of like built, you know, not just, you know, what I really enjoy in life, but kind of like a career out of that. And, uh, Star Wars is special. Like I, we, we cover a lot of different things, Marvel and anime and uh, all this stuff. But I mean, Star Wars is so special. You know, I, I, I think about blind wave. I think about moments like watching twilight of the Prentice for the first time, you know, and I watched it on camera. And sometimes when you're doing what I do, you don't, you know, you never play to the camera, but I've learned to remove my filter. But when I was watching that with my best friends, I'd, forgot I was on camera, <laughs> you know, it was, oh, it was key, such dude. a moment. Yeah. And it was yeah. the exact same thing when Luke came out and Mandalorian oh, too, season geez. two, whenever it's like one X wing. And I'm, I just turned to my friend Aaron. I'm like, who, who goes with one X wing, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, those are just magical moments. And that keeps me going. And especially with the fandom that will ride in and say, Hey, I don't have people that I share those uh, experiences with, you know, yeah. people in my family or my friend group, you know, we have other things that we enjoy, but they don't like this thing. But, right. you know, Blind Wave does. So that we try to, like, encourage that fan interaction. And that's why, you know, we don't have the largest base. But, you know, they'll come out and support because they feel like, you know, you support them back. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's so key. And it's kind of like in out in the real world, you know, it's like, you know, uh, like concerts is a good is a good example. Mm-hmm. Like you'll see someone who is wearing a T-shirt of a band you like when you're out at a department store yeah. and you like nod to them. Be like, yeah. Yeah. And then you like you're like, where are these people, though? And then you go to a concert and then they're all they're all there. They all are. Exactly. And that's, yeah. that's what this is. And it's like same thing with Star Wars. Like if I'm out somewhere and I see someone wearing a Star Wars shirt, you just do like the nod. Like, nice. you do. 
You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's that, like you said, like kind of like that unspoken connection that you have with these people. You don't know that person, but it's like, I I think they're 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 all right. Mm-hmm. That person's all right. So that's cool, man. I like that. Um, Lacey, how about how about you? You know, you we, you know we we know you got into Star Wars via your your journey to Stu Leonard's and uh, finding mm-hmm. the the movies and stuff. But you know, obviously we're very in the thick of things, you know, always online and we have to be with the podcast and all that. And sometimes it gets wild and crazy as we know. And sometimes fans make it rough. And, mm. uh, so how, how do you keep your joy for star Wars? Um, I think it's just focusing on the positives more than the negatives. So like when people give me a hard time, I'm kind of just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and I laugh about it and then I move on. <laughs> I think that's the big thing that I, a lot of people don't do, which is a big mistake. It's just like, it doesn't matter. None of this matters in the sense of, uh, you know, people being mad about things and negative and whatever. It's just kind of like, okay, this is what I like. This is what I'm going to talk about. Um, and just celebrating those things that I do like, like action figures coming out or new clips from shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had a very similar reaction that Eric had with Luke Skywalker and the Mandalorian. Like I found myself just crying. Like I wish mm-hmm. I had such an emotional reaction of feeling like a little kid again, that, I kind of wish I recorded it because it was so <laughs> genuine, but at the same time, I don't because, yep. you know, you just worry that it's not going to be genuine. But right. uh, it, I just I all of a sudden was standing. I don't even remember standing up like at some point I just stood up <laughs> at like 3 a.m. in the morning because it was just that crazy. Um, so it's just <laughs> that. And like remembering that the community, there are some people that are negative and whatever just go out there to pick fights with people, which is fine. Like you do you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But what keeps me going and loving star Wars is that the majority of people aren't like that. And, and they do like star Wars and they do like what you like and care about and have found deeper meaning in these movies that you just don't find with other movies. Like I'm sure people love transformers and people love Marvel and stuff. It's just different with star Wars and it's hard to explain. And that's not like a, a condescending statement or saying it's not the same level because some people do connect with those movies. It's just like star Wars has been with me my whole life. So it's really hard to take myself and star Wars out of the equation because I'm so much of what those movies are. Um, So just loving is just, liking what I like and then going back and rewatching it a billion times and then reminding myself how much I like it. Cause I've watched it again. <laughs> yeah, true. And you know, you brought up a good point about um, like things like celebration, you know, and you know, you worked for mm-hmm. read pop and you saw like behind the curtain of how that came to be. And it's, it's, it's not even just the, all the people going and the fans going, it's the people, you know, making those things happen and all that sort of stuff. And like something about the face to face interaction with fans who may have been someone who just absolutely annihilates you online because it's just different to be online. And then you get in front of a person and it's like, these are human beings again. And you, you know, you talk about that a lot, Lacey, when it comes to celebration, how it's almost like a battery recharge of positivity for fans. And I think, you know, us not having it for, for a couple of years now is showing. And I think 2022 is going to be really important, really important for a lot of people. Right. Yeah. I think, 2022 is going to be really, really awesome and really fun. And I wish everybody could go. That's the first statement because it's one of those things that you feel bad when people say they can't go. But Celebration or any type of Comic-Con where there's Star Wars fans involved, it's just you feel the energy in the room. I always go back to the panel for The Force Awakens in 2015. Um, I'll never feel that again. It was just so different 
compared to now because Star Wars was finally back. We got a trailer with like Luke Skywalker in it, Darth Vader's helmet, and everyone's freaking out because we never thought we would get this again. <laughs> and just the, the amount of adults just crying and hugging and like you could tell people were hugging people next to them that they didn't know. Like there was like this celebratory, like, I don't know you, but you like this as much as I like it. So we're all just right. yelling at each other. Um, and you do get that at all celebrations, but I feel like that in particular, that moment is just something that sticks out to me because I've, I would never experienced it before as a star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so celebration is just one of those things that when you get face to face with people, no matter where they come from or who they are, you have this connection that, is just on a different level and and you feed off of that energy. And I think that people will see that in 2022. Um, and I understand that life is hard. Life sucks. This past year was rough for a lot of people, including me, like tons of people just had a really, really rough time and are still having a rough time. So these movies just allow you to escape and enjoy things and, and dream of going on adventures and doing all these different things that you don't get to do normally. And I think once you get back to that and remembering like why you care about these things is like, oh, I get to get out of my head about work or family or whatever, that it just lets you be happy, (laughs) escape a little bit. Yeah, I hear you. And, you know, sometimes for me, um, James, I want to hear like your, your takes on this as well. But for me, sometimes I think about just the basics of how Star Wars came to be. And I think sometimes that's enough for me to, to realize like, this is just uh, George Lucas's Flash Gordon knockoff because he couldn't get the rights to the serialized show he wanted to make. And so he did this instead. And it was called The Adventures of Luke Starkiller. And it was it was supposed to be this hokey serial sort of callback to the things he used to love watching when he was a kid and fighter fighter plane movies and stuff. So and, you know, I, it doesn't mean don't be super passionate about it because we obviously are. We're, we're on a Star Wars podcast. I'm here on Friday night talking about Star Wars with you three wonderful people. But, you know, it's it's also you don't take it so passionately that you you want to make other people feel bad. And that's where the, things get a little crazy sometimes. So I think for me, it's that thinking about where this thing originally came from. I think going back to the roots of things is always very important. And then also just now that I have uh, kids, like my son is three and he's starting to slowly dabble into Star Wars. He likes Chewbacca and stuff and just how um, innocently pure he looks at these things and how silly they are and and how fun he has with it and what he does with it. And it doesn't matter. It's just like that's what it's that's what it's about. It's about, you know, families being able to enjoy this thing and bond over it. And now there's generations and generations of it that are being introduced to it. And I think that's that's what's going to keep it going, you know, let alone all this, all this content they're making. So James, um, how about you? Like you, you're pretty even killed anyway. You don't usually dip your toe into, uh, you know, the muckiness of, you know, the negativity of online fandom or anything like that. But how do you, uh, how do you stay and preserve your joy for star Wars in this day and age? Before James goes, I do want to jump in really quick because we sure. have a super yeah, chat from Michael. Thanks, Michael. Michael. Uh, he said, TRB is a huge part of the continuing my love for Star Wars. Uh, All three of you are funny. important parts of my life. I've, I never, wait, I know I've never met you, but you're my family. Oh, thanks. Michael, thanks. That's that makes, awesome. that's, that's really, really cool. We really appreciate that. It means a lot. Sorry, got James. me there, Michael. Oh, no, he's got me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's crazy. Like listening to all the different points of view that you guys even have, like, you know, it makes me think a lot about um, 
this angle of it and this angle of it, like knowing what we were going to talk about, like I I had this thing in my head or whatever. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh man, but you know, like that type of stuff is really important as well. Like Lacey mentioning, you know, the negativity or whatever, like my, my thing with that is, is I think the same way that like, if I was directing a movie for star Wars, the end, the PR answer I would give is like, that's called passion, you know? And I, (laughs) I tend to, I tend to look at that stuff exactly that way. I think people would write off like, Oh, somebody told him to say that or whatever. He doesn't really believe that. I really believe that. Like, that's the thing is like, I I know that John and Lacey know me as someone who generally like defends the crazy people or whatever. And oftentimes (laughs) like, I look at that stuff and I go like this person wouldn't be this mad about it if they didn't really, really love it. You know what I mean? And they yeah. fear. Well, that's a, wait, hold that on. Could, hold on. What? I don't. I'm not against those people. I'm against the people <laughs> that are just mean. The people that are angry or passionate about things like I'm all like all for it. There's probably a reason that you feel this way. It's the people that are mean. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm, that's why I'm saying I'm including all those people as well. You're including the mean people? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I (laughs) tend to think that, you know, just people are, are, are good. And, and the reason they get mean, they mean, the reason they get upset is because they, they have this fear that, that something they love is going to be tarnished or taken away or, or ruined for whatever reason. You're definitely out of fear. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And and they're, they're scared of that. And they, they get angry because that, that, the people that you know they're angry at are are the enemy you know what i mean they're like no you're it's not me you're the one ruining star wars or whatever and so anytime i ever engage with with that type of thing i'm i always come at it from the angle of like man it is so crazy that this story and this franchise and these characters and this world you know is so important to so many people that you know this is how they react like in a lot of ways like i expect that out of something like politics where it's like those types of decisions and votes and all that real life stuff that stuff matters because it determines the future of humanity star wars does not you know and right. and yet we're we're still so like man i really hope they do this and when they don't we're upset about it you know it's mm-hmm. it, it's crazy um but like i, I don't know that's not that that is the reason why I continue to love Star Wars, but when encountered with those types of things, it reminds me how important Star Wars is to a lot of different people. Right. Um, yeah. If that makes any sense. No, it does. Yeah. It. It. I don't know. I think sometimes, I like even thinking like the discussion we had about the action figures, like thinking about going to the toy store and looking for like I, I loved what you how you said it, Eric, because like today you can just go online and buy your action figures, and yeah, it's, it's like not uh, as fun. The hunt, yeah, you don't get the hunt. The it's treasure the hunt. hunt, right? You want to turn the corner and like oh, they're here. Yeah, we're like <laughs> you know? looking at the pegs for the one in yeah. the back. Mm-hmm. You know, all that stuff. Or and like, if you if you really know what you're doing, you go and you look above or below or in the girl section where the person like I can't like a kid found it first and like I can't buy this yet. I'm gonna go hide it and I can buy yeah. it next week. Yes. Yeah, I go find those ones. <laughs> that mm-hmm. is a treasure. Now that that's the <laughs> ultimate. Yeah, that's the ultimate. Uh, journey yeah for yeah. sure and when you find one of those in like the like mm-hmm. uh, lego section you're like wait a minute why is this yeah. 1999 that's how i found darth ball it was one of the best moments of my life well, so where was it behind the barbies oh my god people <laughs> hide stuff all the time they hide it all the yeah. time now now in my head i'm thinking like all right so toy story is real and darth maul just wanted to flirt with barbie and <laughs> he, he did 
Yeah, he went and hung out at yeah. the, the Barbie section. But that's that's a good find, buddy. Jeez, good find. I think yep. Darth Maul, I could be wrong. One of the episode one figures like didn't have episode one written on the card. Really? I don't know if it was Darth Maul's or Yoda's, hmm. but people were like, That that one's gonna be worth all the money because they made yeah. the error on it. Everyone's looking for like yeah. everyone's looking for the error because like there was the power of the force Luke that had the longer lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And there was all that, you know, they had the tan vest and all that stuff. And ultimately, like, I think I think it's harder to have like the 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 values these days because <laughs> it's easier to find stuff online. But that's pretty funny. Yeah. Eric, you have to answer that question now. Mm. Oh, it's because I was looking for the I mean, that's what I did. <laughs> I, I, you know, you I hide worked, them, yeah. you know, I grew up on a farm. I got a certain allowance uh, and it was either like Star Wars figure or like Dragon Ball Z VHS. I would go yes. for those. And, you know, it's like, well, the new VHS came out. I can't get the figure that I was going to buy with my, you know, 10 bucks I had. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go hide it. <laughs> and that way next week it'll still be here, you know? So, so you would like, go and hide like it somewhere it that no one's going to find it. Yeah. And then, like, somebody buys the backpack and they get accused <laughs> yeah. of stealing. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want to find, I, want, I, I hope by some chance of fate that the kid who hid Darth Maul by the Barbies is watching this. And now right. says, Whitely, it was it. you this whole yeah. time. You took my Darth Maul. <laughs> Maybe. That's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I was saying, I was saying that like, I came into with it with a, an idea of kind of why, you know, like what it is that keeps me, keeps me going. It keeps me interested. Uh, I think it's the next, it's always the next thing that's around the corner. Uh, oftentimes is, I feel like if with a lot of other franchises and truth be told, I think Marvel is like really catching up and really doing a good job at this, but like there's something about star Wars. That's like that perfect timing of like, Oh, there's now there's another thing. Now there's another thing. Now there's another thing. And if you guys know me, I wasn't as big into star Wars as I was before. It wasn't until Disney bought it that I was like, cool, everything's refreshed. Now I can get into it. And uh, from that point on, I was like, I was interested to see, you know, Rebels. And then I was interested to see more Clone Wars. And then, you know, it, like just as as the story goes on, there's something about being introduced to a new character and seeing how that character fits in with everything mm-hmm. that when you know that story and you've you've like either read it or watched it or whatever, like you now feel that you have a better understanding of the whole, the, the, the thing. And right now, star Wars to me always feels like this incomplete puzzle that like, I'm putting all the pieces down and it's all coming together, but like, I know it'll never stop. And, and, but that's like a good thing because I enjoy doing the puzzle process of, um, you know, I mean, like, I don't want to, I don't want to talk spoilers for bad batch, but like, there are there are characters that meet up in the show and and you're just like this this is so awesome to me like i absolutely love this it feels like i'm watching batman meet up with superman like these are two separate franchises but somehow like because they're under this belt or whatever them coming together um just feels like there's a crossover waiting to happen at every turn and and putting in putting in your head like the story of how all that came together and and what those characters how they influenced each other down the line i don't know and then and then like i said it just like never stops like 
you know, you watch the original trilogy and then you're like, oh, I bet all these characters had kids and they did. And their stories are crazy, you know? And it's like, I just love it because that's going to go on forever. There will be children of the next Star Wars generation and, and friends and family from the next Star Wars generation after that. And it's, it's true to life, but I think what really cap captures me is the universe that it is in, you know, that it has created all the connectivity. Yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, another thing, Eric, you kind of touched on this, like kind of how like we met just doing the trivia thing and like we, you know, became friendly and now here you are on our show and it's, I feel like we're friends already. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's so cool that that's how it go all, all over learning and answering star Wars questions. Like, yeah, right. Even that, that, horrendous round one that nobody knew that we got with us the what was it the Sebulba who did Lewis McLeod voice? Yeah when I when we got that question I just I, I was kind of sitting there like what am I doing here? <laughs> That's what me too I was like he, if I said I, I I don't know if I told you this I said if he gets this I might just shut off my laptop and go upstairs oh man and walk out <laughs> You guys but, are like, uh, I, uh, I didn't see Cloud Atlas. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it, it, but it's it's that thing. Like right now, just like this discussion we're having and like podcasting about it with mm-hmm. James and Lacey. Two, like we do two episodes a week and you and your boys doing your thing. And it's just meeting people through this. And I really, truly believe because we have you have an amazing audience. We have an amazing audience of really good people. And it's the energy you put out is the people that come and draw themselves to you. So if you're a negative person and you spout mm-hmm. of negativity, you're gonna be surrounded by those types of people. Whereas versus, and I'm not saying you have to say you love everything, but there's a certain healthy way to talk about things you don't. Oh like. yeah, definitely. I mean, I get accused a, a decent amount by a certain amount of people, like, "Oh, Eric, he likes everything." It's like if you pay attention, I actually dislike a lot. I'm just right, really yeah. good at talking about what I don't like. You know, <laughs> yeah, famously, I'm very good at hating. Things. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, you know, I saw uh, we were talking about Twilight of the Princess a second ago. Like, I yeah. hate. The Inquisitor helicopter sabers. I hate them. But what I did when it happened is I made it fun how much I disliked them. That whenever they would show up, like everybody's, ooh, I can't wait to watch Eric watch that. You know, it's like yeah. you know, if you're if you're gonna, gonna dislike something, make it you know, make it funny. It's not very serious. It's right. yeah, I'm going up on the air with lightsabers that spin. It's who cares, you know? Right. Uh, Absolutely, man. But yeah, being able to just you know, whenever I have a you know, there might be something I dislike. I talk about, well, here's what I liked about it. And here's why I disliked. And then here's something else I liked about it. So now I've sandwiched two things that I like with that thing right. I don't like. And people are generally like, yeah, I understand. And compliment just, sandwich. Yeah. And it's not just hate, you know, I mean, <laughs> right. everybody's going to get hate online. It's you were talking about it earlier. It's that 1% rule where, you know, a 1% of a fandom is going to be toxic. The bigger the fandom, the bigger that 1%. That's just how it works. You know, That's every true. fandom has toxic people. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I also just don't really engage. I'm really good about just kind of shutting off, like, oh, mm-hmm. done with the day, shut off. I really enjoyed something. If someone didn't enjoy something I did, I look and see, like, all right, is there any truth to this? What can I learn from this negative opinion? And if I can't learn anything, I don't need to worry about it. Right. I, and I always yeah. try to be um, analogous. Is that how you say that word? I accept it. Um, <laughs> so I, I like to make real life analogies yeah. for like online like interactions that mm-hmm. are like a stranger, like just attacks you. So yeah. I think like, imagine being out to dinner with your wife or your fiance or your significant other, whoever, mm-hmm. and just someone two tables over, you've never, never met before looks at your plate and goes ravioli sucks. That ravioli sucks. As you're like uh, eating your dinner, that's basically what it's like when you're like yeah. online, you're like, 
man, I really loved uh, The Rise of Skywalker. And someone you've never met before just decides, you know what? I'm going to look at your plate and I'm going to yell at you in this restaurant, a.k.a. Yeah. Twitter, and tell you that it sucks. <laughs> it's so weird. Like we're, it's, it's just this bubble of weirdness that social media, it, it like changes like actual what human interaction I should know. be. It, it and, does, but there's also this kind of like passive aggressive. Like if someone came up and said, my ravi always sucks, I'm just going to like, I'm going to love it more. <laughs> you know? I like, love I like this like so it. hard. Yeah. 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 That's so good. That's so now I picture John sitting in the restaurant and he takes a bite of it and he stands up and he goes, I really love this ravioli. And everybody in the restaurant hears him. And one guy goes, you suck. <laughs> Sit down. Like, no, imagine he just goes, he has, he has no idea. I like star Wars. I just say, I like ravioli. And he's like, last Jedi sucks. Yeah, like, where'd yeah, that exactly. come from i'm talking about <laughs> yeah. ravioli here what are you talking about man but no, that's, but that's, yeah, why, that's, that's why i do though like honestly someone will come up and like hey you do star wars stuff man i really dislike last jedi first thing i'll say is like well, would do you like anything about it and we talk about that for a bit and then when we finally get around to what they don't like they're like i mean i guess it wasn't too bad i mean i, I was, <laughs> <laughs> you talk them down that's a little bit right? i you guess just, it wasn't that yeah. bad You're the like, old customer yeah. service technique eric uh, yeah yeah Mm. without a doubt man. i um i have definitely so found quick, James, that a real, good conversation real, with people ends up in a spot where you're pointing out things and they're like i guess i didn't think of it that way or whatever mm. when you look at it like that you know they don't always change their mind on it they're like ah it's just i just can't do it you know what i mean i didn't yeah. like it or whatever but oftentimes there is some some perspective on a lot of things that you know maybe could change someone's mind down the line or or you know at least kind of make them think that they don't have to be so aggressive about it I just want not to really online though you can't we... respond to just like a tweet or something <laughs> no one's gonna change their mind but. before we wrap up the discussion if people want to start submitting questions in uh we'll we'll run through some questions to uh, to close out the show um yeah. super chats obviously get guaranteed um and we appreciate everyone who's been listening and watching so far uh this has been a blast so hopefully you're enjoying it but um yeah any any final thoughts uh lacy on um you know just preserving that joy of why we love star wars in an age where sometimes it gets tough to do that um you know i think eric just kind of said it perfectly the way i react to things is like when someone <laughs> yells at me or whatever you know gets angry about things my first reaction is okay okay but what did you like yeah. So I think yeah. that's the main thing. And that I don't think that's necessarily saying no to criticism or mm. no to critiques and no to things that people don't like. I think it's just saying, hey, but what do you do like? Because let's bond on that because that's more fun <laughs> than not doing that. So, um, sure. I mean, just go watch a Star Wars movie. You'll remember why you love it. <laughs> just pick one and watch it. Yeah. James, anything else you want to add? Mm, just I don't know. I. I think that Star Wars somehow does a good job at like encapsulating different types of storytelling. Um, and uh, there's something about like, we are actually, we'll talk about it more probably on Monday, but um, the visions thing that came out where they were doing all the mm -hmm. different anime and stuff. And it's just like, you see like all these different clips, almost like, um, like a fan edit of like, you know, here's a clip from rebels. Here's a clip from the movie. Here's a clip from Mandalorian or whatever, you know, right. um, when you see like all these different types of stories put together, like in that montage or whatever, it really wraps up like the past, however long you've been paying attention to and watching these movies. And, um, and, and a lot of times like the music often does a really good job at, at 
I, I love Star Wars music trailers. I don't know what it is like more or the music in all of the trailers, movies, oh, TV series. I love them all. And I don't know how they've managed to like outbeat every other music for movies and stuff. Like, I don't, I don't think like, dude, did you hear the, the music on that Marvel trailer or something like something about the Star Wars ones? I feel like I could actually have them on a playlist and I'd be like, oh, this is trailer two of last jedi a lot of fans you know? make those the trailer no totally yeah and spotify yeah cu- i have same favorite youtube videos of people playing the trailer music on piano and stuff it's just yep. like these other variants and stuff it's just like something about like all the different stories all the different characters coming together uh and then like putting beautiful music over it and just making you feel like you've been on this journey for a very long time and it just all the stories you've heard like I don't know. It makes you feel like there's a second life you're living where you're just participating in, in this star Wars content. And I don't know, you're like on deathbed and you're looking back at, at all of it. And you're like, this is so magical. <laughs> like, I can't believe I experienced all of it. Mm-hmm. Right on. Uh, Eric, you, I don't know if you could top uh, what you just said, but uh, do you have any final thoughts or advice for people out there? Not that you're soapboxing, but uh, how you, how you keep that joy. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's a really difficult question to answer, but I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm just kind of like a naturally joyful person. I don't really like waste my time with negative thoughts or going out and seeking it. You know, when I don't like mm-hmm. something, I just kind of don't engage in it. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. a lot of people, you know, and I understand with Star Wars, Star Wars is very personal for a lot of people. You, a lot of people, a lot of different types of people feel a certain ownership over it. But, uh, you know, the, th- the thing you said about visions, the thing I'm most excited about visions is that this is Star Wars reflected back at these people that it's affected, you know, yeah. so we get to see what they're like as a Star Wars fan or how they feel about something. And you can relate or you don't. And if you don't, you move on. If you do, you can have a cool conversation about that kind of thing. But uh, I mean, you know, there, there are things about Star Wars that I, I don't like. You know, one of the cool things about being part of the Schmodown, though, is that you know, especially with the sequel trilogy, I absolutely love the sequel trilogy, by the way. But there are a couple of things where I'm like, I wish this was better or I didn't like this one part. But because I'm studying for the Schmodown, there is no longer like Star Wars. I wish there was there is just Star Wars. Now, when I'm when I'm looking through things, I'm like, I just writing down a note. That right. is what it is. And then right. I study that it's note. It. And then like three weeks later. And I'm, I'm watching the same movie again. I'm like, of course. And then this happens. And then that is just, that is Star Wars now. And I kind of just like shocked myself into like, oh, no, I love this part so now. True. Like I used to not care about this yeah. one part. I want to get past it and get to the thing I like to. But now I'm like, oh, we got to go back and watch. What was the third line? What was the third word he said? You know? Yeah. Or, I do or, that you, with Shmodan. or you like, you know, I used to maybe gloss over some scenes. Yeah. That now I watch with a more analytical eye because I want to get those notes for the trivia. Yeah. Or sometimes like, you know, like when you watch a movie, like say you've watched a movie 15 times, pick uh-huh. any movie, your your eyes always go to that same spot on the screen. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm like, all right, I usually look at 3PO in this shot. Let me look over here and I see something I maybe have never seen before. For in a movie I've seen 50 times. That exact thing happened to me. I, I talked about this on, we, we have a podcast. This is like a kind of a general podcast, but like we usually have like, what's your favorite thing of the week? And my thing was, I've watched Return of the Jedi literally 200 times, 300 times <laughs> in my life. I had no idea Chewbacca gets injured during the battle above the pit of Carcoon. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, there's a little explosion. 
And Chewie grabs his leg and there's blood everywhere. And they're like, no, there's not. I'm like, look, <laughs> you know, and we, we kind of watch it like frame by frame. And I'm like, I've watched this movie so many times. I never noticed that Chewbacca hurt himself because he's sitting down the whole fight. Why is the mighty Chewbacca laying on the ground? It's because he's hurt. Dude, I, and I never noticed wow. it. And I even like while I was researching it. They it was a cut scene where like they're getting back on the Falcon during a sandstorm and uh, Han and Lando like holding them because he's so hurt. And they even made like a, a action figure with like Chewbacca and a cast. <laughs> did they really? <laughs> they did. Yeah. <laughs> oh it was a God. whole thing where I'm like, I've, I've I just want to see Luke do the force kick. I don't care what Chewie's doing right now. <laughs> the force kick. Uh, yes. Yeah. The force kick. So. When I was watching, I'm like, well, I got to pay attention. Like, you know, who was this guy's name that shoots Luke Han? I got to figure yeah, it, you right. know, like all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, I'm like watching each individual character seeing like, well, what do they say in the scene and what do they do? And I'm like, Chewie's just laying there. What? Oh, like that's something I just never noticed. I got to Now I got to go back and watch that because uh, I was so Adam Witt and I were watching just the Jabba scene just to like analyze it yeah. just really for fun because his way of sure. studying is just enjoy Star Wars yeah. and it'll seep in there. And Adam Witt's awesome, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he pointed out something that I never realized, and it's right in front of your face. Well, it's right, like, there's a Jawa fanning Jabba. Yeah, there Like, is. to cool him down. And I never noticed that before. Uh-huh. And now I, that's all I see. He's in the back with his big leaf, yep. just slowly fanning Jabba. And I, I, maybe a lot of people have always known that. I missed that always. And I now never noticed it until I was studying. Yeah. Oh my God. It blew, and there's a Doug named the special editions, uh-huh. I guess, like the species of bubble that walks down the stairs right before Luke comes yeah. out. I didn't pay attention to that. Sure. It's like there's this whole other, it's like the Matrix. All of a sudden, something clicks. And now you see these, like, you're watching these movies sometimes for the first time again. And I know they made changes and stuff. Yeah, I but you'll that. never watch that movie the same ever no. again. You're no. always going to notice do, that Jawa. We yeah. should do a Kessel run uh, of like the 12 things that we, you you mo- probably never noticed or something like background stuff that is like really cool. See, oh, the, yes. the thing about yeah. that though, especially if you're a Schmodown competitor, you want to put that in your notes and never tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> One day right. that question is going to come out and they're going to be like, what species of creature had a pond leaf fanning Jawa? Right. And the person will be like, what are you talking about? And I'm going to be, you know, our Jawa. Right. Fanning Jawa, yeah. not Jawa. I feel like but everyone has a couple in their pocket. They that they're do. like, let me, I hope I get asked this. You know, you know? it's, it's yeah. really funny because I, I make my own flashcards and, you know, sometimes I just kind of like chuckle to myself by this ridiculous question. My fiance will come up and be like, what are you doing? I'm like, a uh, new question. She's like, oh, what's the question? I'm like, whose job is accountant? <laughs> you know, she's like, that's a question. And I'm like, you never know. <laughs> she's like, why did I buy you that box? Right. Why exactly. Yeah. 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 Box, Oh wow! Well, this uh, we I, we'll end the discussion on that note because that was mm-hmm. fun. But I know, Lacey, we probably have some super chats and some questions to get to. I'm sure. We do. So yeah, let's fire up awesome. those. All right. First, we have Gannon one three six who asks, "Will you be checking out Whoa. Zack Snyder's Netflix film that inspired that's inspired by Star Wars and Kurosawa? Sounds like it has a lot of potential." Wow. Um, this story. This is the story where he like came up with some type of Star Wars pitch, and, and they then, were like, "Nah, duh, yeah, you're out. yeah." <laughs> it's called this Rebel before, Moon, like, the, is it not? This was before the Disney sale too, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric, what do you what do you think? By the way, this oh, is from I mean, Pat, uh, an old TRB buddy. So thanks, pal. It's good. Yeah. To see you. I, I I love the Ganon name. Ganon is my main in Super Smash Brothers. Um, 
So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I like Zack Snyder. I really enjoyed the Snyder cut and a, a lot of his movies. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, anything where someone's like, the, Star Wars inspired me. I mean, I'm, I'm well, I mean, you gave me like it's the best pitch of something. If I there was like a hot dog stand down the street and they said Star Wars inspired me, I'm getting that hot dog. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so good. The sales pitch. You, wait, you like Star Wars? I'm buying your hot dog. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Um, I, I am too. I, I'm a Zack Snyder fan, uh, especially he is definitely a student of like the content history and lore. Mm-hmm. So, and the, the way he did that with like Superman and stuff, I yeah. feel like if he can do that with a, you know, Star Wars style via Kurosawa, even though it's not yeah. Star Wars, it may even be better than if he had did something Star Wars. Cause he won't yeah. get the, uh, you, you did a harp snap. You Snydered Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Now he just gets to make a Zack Snyder movie how he wants. So yeah. I, I'm very intrigued by it. I'll say that. I know Lacey's yeah. not a big Snyder fan, but the, I'm will, not. will you check it out? I guess so. Okay, here's my thing. <laughs> I just watched the Netflix zombie movie he did, mm. which was literally like his movie. He wrote it, mm-hmm. came up with the concept, the whole thing. It was literally like every bad idea that other movies had that they threw <laughs> into one movie that they were like, yeah, no, remember that thing we thought about for this other movie that the person said, no, let's do it. Okay, but what did you like about it? <laughs> Shut up, Eric. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Zack Snyder doesn't count in this. Why, why was it great? Uh, uh, James- actually, okay, why was it great? Uh, Dave Bautista <clears throat> was awesome. He is cool. I like Dave he was Bautista. wonderful. Um, I'll James- always give Zack Snyder oh. a pass just because I, I, I've listened, I was listening to some radio show that he just happened to be on, and they were talking about, this is years ago, and they were like, you got uh, Aquaman in this movie, you know, like he's kind of lame, isn't he? And he went into this like 20 minute dialogue of why Aquaman's, you know, his trident can pierce the flesh of Superman. Like him. he went Good super, yeah. super geeky <laughs> and super passionate. And I'm like, I got to check out that movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Sure. To be fair again, I'm sure Zach yeah. is a wonderful person. Sure. I'm just not a fan of yeah. his movies. I, yeah, I, yeah. I definitely am excited for this and I'll probably check it out. I think there's that extra, that, that sidestep of like, this is this could have been and there's going to be this interesting point of view on it like take it for face value watch the movie enjoy it for what it is but also like anytime you see anything you're like i bet he was kind of thinking this you know what i mean like oh, that, yeah like this mm-hmm. this probably would have played out like like it's called rebel moon so you're like okay well rebel base or something you know and you're already starting to piece together and all we have is the title like, um, I don't know. I ju- I'm interested to see, like, if there's some ultimate weapon, you're like, oh, it's the Death Star. OK, <laughs> I got you. I'm re- I'm and like you said, John, I think there's always the possibility that because he doesn't have any sort of restrictions whatsoever. And there's also probably that hint where he's like, if I make this movie and people really like it and they kind of know that there was this Star Wars angle to it, maybe that in turn gets me the job later down the line to do a Star Wars movie like sure. proper. Um, yeah. So it's kind of a pitch in, in itself, I, I would imagine. So, yeah, I'm definitely interested in checking it out for sure. All right. Next, we have Christian Morales. Thank you so much for the super chat who said there are way Again. too many things to list that I love about Star Wars. Anything from lore, music and stories. But what I love even more mm-hmm. is the togetherness that is possible from groups like TRB. Love you guys. May the force oh, be with you. Thanks, Christian. Dang, Christian. Man. Thank you. And then next Thanks, we have buddy. Sooner Thrawn who just gave us a super chat. Thank you, but didn't ask anything. So if you have very, no very unsooner Thrawn of him. 
<laughs> I know, I know. Next we have Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Thank you for the super chat. Who said too many things I love about Star Wars to list, but one thing I have to mention is how much I've be- I've come to love TRB. Thanks for all the great shows. Oh, oh man, guys, you're supposed to ask Eric questions. Yeah, <laughs> well, I agree with the uh, the other super chat. Like music, Star Wars music is my favorite thing about Star Wars. I love so much about it, but I love Star Wars music so much. Yeah, man, it is. It's so good. Uh, and then Frank, thank you for the super chat, who says, just a super chat to say, I appreciate you all bringing positive energy to Star Wars every week. Thank you. No, thank you. Thanks, Frank. Yeah. And I will throw up. Thank you guys for doing that. There, it's, There's a lot of people that find how easy it is to be a creator if you're negative and hate something because people are like, yeah, right. And they want to fuel video that comes and... to me being like, Zack Snyder is the worst. <laughs> exactly. There's, there's a lot of people out there that find that, Hey, I can get a lot of attention if I throw some heat out there. Because if you go to a YouTube video and one says like, I like star Wars, here's why, or I effing hate star Wars. It sucks. Here's why. Which one are you going to click? Yeah. You might be what like, what? Hate? Why How is he so it? mad? You're going to click it, but you'll find that those people do not come back next week. They don't subscribe. They don't, they're, they're not going to support you. They're not going to go to your Patreon. They're not going to, you know, really support you in that way. So, right. uh, yeah, I like, that, I like people that like videos, things. Sometimes those videos are so tempting because, like, the titles yeah. are like, here's how Mark Hamill is secretly running Star Wars. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to see what crackpot theory you uh-huh. have so badly yeah. that you somehow made that connection or, or somehow would even propose that I mean, idea. I, do, I haven't done one in a while, but I, Eric, I do a video on our channel, which is uh, rumor and theory reviews where I just mm-hmm. take, you know, theories that are out there and rumors or, you know, even like these fake leaks and stuff. Yeah. And I just put an ad, like, give my take on them. And sure. Some of them are just so wild. It's, yeah. It's amazing. But, Star yeah. Wars conspiracy theories. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We do have a couple questions. So Michael Moore asked, he asked, uh, is there a character who has appeared in any media that you would like to see in a series or movie centered on that hasn't been made or planned? Oh, man. Go ahead, Eric. Uh, Star Wars or just in general? I mean, Star Wars, is there a character that, I mean, I was a huge, huge fan of Dark Forces and Jedi Outcast, so I've always wanted some type of canon Kyle Katarn if it's Star Wars because he was always my favorite character. Um, but just in general, I mean... It's got to be uh, Rebel Moon. I'm really excited for that. Nice. No, I don't know. I can't really think of a, of a question just in general. But yeah, uh, seeing Kyle Katarn come back at some point would be cool. But Rogue One kind of told his story. And I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. John, James, anything? I don't know. I I tend to go on the Thrawn thing because I, I've read the, the one trilogy and now I'm in the middle of the second yep. trilogy. And that second trilogy just set up so much world building and lore that is all happening like over there um and it might be a weird show because everybody's like what is the show where everybody's blue or whatever mm-hmm. but like there's really <clears throat> cool stuff happening there that feels like you know i didn't watch it but i assume like game of thronesy like there's all this political stuff where people are trying to move up the ladder and and uh sabotage each other and make their families look bad and stuff and i, I just think all that stuff is really cool and interesting it's happening in Star Wars and it's really the only type of storytelling that that type of storytelling is happening. And it's the only story that that's going on in. Um, and I have for a while said that I thought that Thrawn would make like a really awesome Disney plus series mm-hmm. if they wanted to do it, which I don't know. We might be getting that where we might be getting some sort of lead that's into true. that. Yeah, I really but... want the Kira series. I know it's like not 
existent and we want to make Solo 2 happen. We want a Solo series, but I think you could get a Solo series and have a branch off of Kira having her own thing, especially with all the comic stuff. Uh, I saw the cover of the new comic book where it's like wanted Kira. So I think she would be really cool. And Amelia really wants to do it. So that's why I'm going to go. I mean, obviously, I mean, come on. Heck yes. Um, (laughs) But I'm going to say the jacked fish. It needs no. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say Vader. I still think they should have made a Vader movie or series. I know they do a lot of the comics, but I, I say this a lot in the podcast, and some people agree, some people don't. That a live action version of Vader hunting Jedi and that sort of thing between those periods where he was prime dark Darth Vader would mm-hmm. be really badass. And like, even if they made a movie, like that's a guaranteed at least a billion dollars at the box office. And uh, like with the, the visual effects they can do today, yeah. like look at that Rogue One hallway scene. Yeah. And I'm not saying he has to be in, you know, a hundred minutes of the film. You can sparse him and still make it fresh, but that that would be something else. And yeah, I know he, you know, he may be, in, he's going to be in the Kenobi series. I'm curious how they're going to implement that. But that Vader doing his thing would be pretty badass. All right. Well, I found Sooner Thrones question. Okay. He said, hey. do you think Rogue Squadron is after six or after nine? You know, it's really funny you asked this question because I was reading through the interview again with Patty Jenkins from this past week. I'm starting to think it's after nine, guys, from the way she talks about it, where she's like, this is the next chapter, unless the chapter is a middle chapter, which could be anything. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I don't know. It just kind of makes me feel like it's after. <clears throat> what do you guys think? Man, I don't know, because after six... How compelling of a story can you tell? Um, I know they're doing Alphabet, Alphabet Squadron, but but the X-wing she has in that video is a T sixty five, so it's a, right. It's an old school X-wing. It's not the modern ones from um, and right. uh, and in the logo too. Yeah, so maybe it's one of those things where it is after nine, but they found the old fleets or something. Like I don't know. I, I'm gonna say all, a- all their ships blown up. Yeah, I'm gonna say after nine also, but I really I'm not sure. Eric, what do you think? Uh, I mean, just reading it, it kind of sounds like they're you know they're going to like a new territory, new era. It seems like it's after nine. I kind of agree. I don't know. I mean, it's exciting too. I don't know what they would struggle against. You know, one of my things about nine is that we have all these awesome new designs for the Sith fleet and the you know the first order, the the final order empire, and they're they're beaten in a day. Dang it, <laughs> you know, right uh, in two so, hours. <laughs> yeah. So I would like to. Uh, I don't know might be a fun way to expand what's going on in the galaxy if you are after nine. But the thing that really excited me was that she came out and said that uh, she's finding inspiration in the Rogue Squadron books and mm-hmm. games, which I loved those when I was younger. So, I mean, I, nice. I hope that if, if it is after nine, then she doesn't have to worry about a whole lot of constraints. So that seems nice. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I have been kind of on record i think you think sometimes you guys kind of convince me that it makes more sense to be after nine but i just the vibe of what it is and and feeling like coming off of you did seven you did eight you did nine and now you're gonna do rogue squadron if if rogue squadron is to be a standalone it feels like more like it would just fit somewhere in between here and here and then Mm -hmm. we already know that these stories existed in this particular timeline and the picture is of this old one. So if I had to guess right now, I would go with it, that it's going to take place um, in that, that zone after six. 
Wow. Before right. seven. But That's I don't cool. know. We'll see. You could throw a man, you could throw a Mandalorian in there and stuff too. That's another thing to think yeah. about. Yeah. You could play yeah. with that as well. Like it's the movie version of those TV series. Yeah. All right. Last question, aka also super chat. Uh Zephyr, thank you so much. Asks Eric, what has the overall experience been like in doing fresh reactions to Rebels? Fresh reaction. So I did uh, Rebels whenever it was airing. We, you know, whenever one would come out, we would have a reaction up that night. Uh, recently, I'm taking two people that are on the uh, my YouTube channel, Rick and Calvin. They had never seen Rebels. It's really the only thing that's left they haven't seen uh, in terms of Star Wars media. So, like, we just finished season two and are moving on to season three. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been cool because I know those two very well, so I know what they're going to get excited by and what they aren't going to get excited by. Like Calvin especially is a huge fan of old Doctor Who. So <laughs> I know as soon as he hears the Bendu, he's going to like light up and be like, that's, that's Tom Baker, you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's been fun uh, being able to kind of do what our viewers do, which is validate your experience by watching someone else react to something for the first time or not validate it. Sometimes like, like I freaked, I freaked out when this happened and Rick's like, that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, There's other things where like he, you know, he's the way he kind of thinks is like, he's a, you know, he's a dungeon master. He loves D and D. So he kind of thinks about like, what if the people that I'm watching are like a campaign and you know, he has like really cool insights in that way. So uh, yeah, it's been really cool to have the, if, if that's what you mean by fresh reactions, then, then that. You just made me think like when I like introduce my wife to something I want her to really like that she mm-hmm. hasn't seen and she'll like get up and like to go to the bathroom and I'm like, you want me to pause it? And she goes, no. I'm like, oh, just kind of yeah. crushing. You know that that's when they're yeah. like, I don't really care. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what makes your best with your buddy sounds like to me with some of those episodes so but it's cool that's cool man mm-hmm. you're you're getting them into it that way maybe like yep. that's that's the only way that they would watch it so they're having a really interesting cool. perspective because you know mandalorian season two aired when they were just finishing up clone wars we made a we made a like a point to finish clone wars before that happens so oh, when nice. they watch season seven of clone wars they have no idea that ahsoka is going to survive it you know wow yeah. right. wow and, and it's a very unique perspective so when she shows up and Mandalorian, they're super excited, just like we Aww. all are. But when she shows up in Rebels, they're not really worried about. It. We were super worried what happened when she has the confrontation with. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like yeah. walking down the temple, and you're like, "What is it? Is she in space hell? We don't know what it is." <laughs> uh, but they're hell. just like, "Well, she has to make it to you know the planet, the uh, Corvus or Corva, whatever it was." Right. Yeah, right. Sometimes the, planet. sometimes the release order and the the mm-hmm. fandom around something like that is part of the journey too. Because like, it is. You, like as a fan, you're sitting there and you see the like Ahsoka lives yeah. question mark Ahsoka lives exclamation yeah. point on Dave Filoni's shirt and stuff. It's like uh-huh. that stuff that when we start talking yeah. about those things, that's part of the fun. The speculation. It is my favorite set of articles that I've ever read about Star Wars ever was this guy who he was introducing his kids to Star Wars and they had already seen Clone Wars. They just were watching Clone Wars. It was on TV. They watched it. Anakin Skywalker is their hero. And then he showed him episode four and they get to the point (laughs) in episode four where it said Darth Vader betrayed and murdered Anakin Skywalker. And they're like, what? Oh my god, that's amazing. Like, I hate this guy, you know? So then they go oh on episode, my, oh my they go to episode five and like I am your father. And they're like they they go through it was such like it's the way he describes in this article, it's like it's such an innocence and it's such a new way. Cause I 
came into Star Wars already knowing everything pretty much. Yeah. I just feel like mm-hmm. yeah. I grew up like they showed Star Wars to me in the crib, you know? Like I just yeah. knew that stuff. So I didn't really have that. I'm just like, well, this is how it is. And, you know, you can appreciate it from that perspective. But That's these people not That's only, like it, it's not room. even, it is, it's not even like what people had in, in, you know, whenever they watched it in the theater. It's even more intense because Matt Lanter is so good as Anakin Skywalker. Oh, yeah. And you yeah. want him to be, you know, your hero. And they, completely denied that was the case right and my, went, and my manager and, kate had the same thing with yeah. her son she said that he had started getting very anxious yeah. and like having a breakdown because he was like well what's gonna happen to anakin and i was like kate you gotta tell uh-huh. him you can't let oh. him sit through this <laughs> yeah. one she was crazy. like oh he's so into clone wars because you know it's animation so she Holy thinks oh cow. kids yay and i'm like that that's a deep show yeah. and then they're gonna just so that happens, and then he just pauses, and they watch the prequels. They don't watch episode six. They, they he lets them think it's not true, and then they watch Anakin Skywalker. Oh okay, God. there he is. And then when it actually happens, he's Darth Vader. They like, I, they're like, he said that it like broke him down because his his like his son is like, Dad, why do people, why do people be bad? Like, oh, you know, it's that God. thing where it's like it, whenever you're when you're when you're a kid, you're watching. Here's the good guy. Here's the bad guy. Yeah. And there's clear separation. And we need to yeah. triumph over evil. But when he like uses that as opportunity to say like people make bad choices and things happen and they're like, I don't like this now. So he's like, okay, now let's watch episode six. I think, <laughs> and I think you just you know, created my new rel- like watch order. It's yeah. the entirety of the clone wars. Yeah. Then a new hope <laughs> empire strikes back. Then sure. revenge of the Sith, then return of the Jedi. <laughs> I've always been a fan of not the machete order. Cause it, it Cuts out episode one, but I've always liked four, five, yeah. one, two, three, six, just because six is such a perfect like reintroduction Happy to our characters, yeah. you know, yeah. and and the mm-hmm. ending as well. But yeah, I mean, they just you know they kind of just grew up watching Cartoon Network and Clone Wars is on. Like I know Anakin, he's cool, you know. Yeah. So it was. It a, does explain older adults like myself mm-hmm. who had a very strange harsh reaction to luke in the last jedi because you have that same thing you grew up thinking one thing about luke and then you see him however many years later and you're Mm -hmm. like this is it what who is this and it's very so you describing that i was like oh my gosh i feel for these kids because i had a very similar reaction to luke that i was like this is not the luke i know i know like you know saving darth vader killing jabba like doing crazy stuff but like being there for his friends and Mm -hmm. you're like wait he ditched everyone oh god (laughs) yeah yeah. Wow. Um, all right. So uh, we are towards the end of the show here. So I want to take a moment uh, real quick uh, to thank our Patreon generals and spice runners who allow us to do things like this and spend our time down in the base uh, every week. Uh, so a big thank you to our generals. Uh, first, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, Hass. Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, Timothy Hill, John Trollton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, and Val Trichkoff, and our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Double C, Chris, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Warra, Dave Hornack, and Micah Harrison. Thank you all so much for your support, and everyone who supports us on patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. We really appreciate it very much. Um, you allow us to do what we do, and uh, it means a great deal to us, so thank you. Um, Eric, plug away i know a lot of people are already well aware of blind wave but where can they find your channel where can they find you what do you got going on uh fire away man uh yeah just uh youtube blind wave is uh, we do reactions reviews gameplay a whole lot of different things if there's something you like we probably do a version of it 
whether it's anime or it's uh, Marvel or if it's Star Wars. We do a lot of Star Wars, but yeah, check out Blindly. And if you're a Star Wars fan, uh, you it might be interesting. A lot of people saw this old lightsaber fight that if you put in lightsaber fight on YouTube, the first video that came up was a video called Ferocity. It got like 30 million or 20 million video uh, views. And a lot of people have no idea that we did that fight a long time ago. So if you're a fan of lightsaber fights, you can go back and watch a lot of cool, like fan lightsaber fights that we did. Nice. And, uh, you know, if you're not like into reactions, go check out some of the old lightsaber fights. Those are fun. Nice, man. You're better than the kid in the garage, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> but what did you that like kid- about it eric oh yeah. i love the passion <laughs> and the, him slipping on the mat i love that part yeah um all right uh we want to make sure that everyone does subscribe to our channel as well uh youtube.com slash star wars news videos um if you're late to the live and you want to watch it back it'll always be there on the channel but also uh, we're going to put this on the audio feeds too so whatever wherever you get your podcasts whether that's spotify my personal favorite apple podcasts spotify uh, soundcloud podbean subscribe there for free we get two episodes every week and occasionally we do a lot of other good stuff as well starwarsnewsnet.com for all of your star wars news reviews editorials information and more uh you could find me on twitter at johnny hoey and star wars newsnet and my movie podcast just like the movies uh james uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. And of course, Bad Batch Reaction Show every week. Yeah, still rolling. Lacey. People can rolling. find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. All right. Eric, thank you. Thank you so much. This was a really good time. Yeah, it was really, a lot of fun. Really good time. I'm glad you were able to join us today, taking time out of your Friday night. Really appreciate it. Uh, it's, obviously, it's weird. I, I don't. I talk Star Wars so much in my life, but I, it's never enough. So anytime you guys want me back, I'll I'll come in and talk Star Wars. Uh, you got a you have a key to the Resistance base, my friend. So anytime uh, we will we will definitely have you back on. And maybe you know we do a a show you know covering like you know Mando and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to have you back on for sure. And I know everyone, Absolutely. I'm sure our audience loved you. So uh, you're gonna get uh, a rave reviews. But uh, thank you. So thank you to everyone for stopping by. We'll be back on Monday morning with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. So we'll see you around, kids.